Welcome everybody to the Get Stung Podcast episode number 10. This is a really big episode. Never did I think I would would make it this far in this this journey of podcasting. So it's, it's a milestone. I'm super excited. I have a very exciting episode, but you know, one thing is true is you just got to keep showing up and, and that's true with everything in life, with this podcast, with health and fitness, with going to work, like you just got to keep showing up for your family, for your friends, for your wife. It's consistency. It's not zero to 100. It's zero to 10, then 10 to 11. And maybe you're in 10 to 11 for quite a while. And it takes you a month to get 10 to 20. And then you go 10 to 30. Some of those 10s are quicker than the other, but you got to keep showing up. And that's what I've done here. Really passionate about this. And, you know, this episode, I just want to share my, my story over the last six months because a lot has uh, changed with me. You know, I moved back down here to Boston. I, I, when I moved back down here, I decided to change my mental health therapist. I'd started with a mental health therapist. And if you're a listener to this pod, uh, you know, the journey that I went through in the experience of getting a mental health therapist. And then my experience, once I actually got there. So when I came back down here, I had taken so many leaps and bounds in my, um, mental health journey. Um, over the time when I was in Vermont, I had check-ins with that therapist, but I decided if, if I'm going to go to the next level here, I need to change my therapist. So I found a therapist that my, my wife recommended, at least the organization and the, and the practice. So I enrolled there and we'll call my therapist, uh, her, her name, we'll call her M for this, for this podcast. And she has helped me tremendously. It, it's been a great fit. It's been a great match. Um, she has empowered me to keep going with this podcast and this journey with Get Stung, has helped me with a lot of problems and challenges that I've faced in my past, in my present, and really looking at the future and continuing to build. One thing that we really dove into was my diagnosis of bipolar, bipolar 2. And for the longest time, I was very skeptical of this diagnosis I really didn't feel like the symptoms had matched the way it was presented to me at the by the psychiatrist that I was going to. It was very cookie cutter and, and checking boxes and saying, "Oh, you have you have bipolar two. Here, here's some medication." That medication didn't work. I didn't feel any different, and I, it was an antidepressant. And I don't even I don't even know. It didn't it didn't work. I continued to take it just to take it. But over time, I and as I was doing more reflection, I was like this bipolar doesn't really match my symptoms and how I feel like the depression and all that. Yes. Um, the ups and downs. Yes. But I just didn't really feel like I, I had bipolar, but I just ran with it because sometimes you just have to identify with something and it's just a diagnosis, right? That's just how they treat you. Um, so we do my, my new therapist, we really dove into that and started really questioning it. Not to the point of like, you don't have problems, but like maybe there's something else. So my current therapist actually referred me to a different psychiatrist who just started a new practice. And she's very in line with uh, what her what my therapist practice, like, you know, more holistic, um, want to treat things a little bit more naturally, um, really think things through and have a more have more empathy and a personal touch to things. So she referred me to this psychiatrist. And we did some more digging. She asked me about my symptoms. 
And she started questioning the bipolar as well. She was like, you know what? I don't think you have bipolar. And then we started, you know, doing some more questions and learning about my experiences in my day to day. So what I really struggle with every single day is anxiety, impulsivity, unable to make decisions. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. I'm moody as fuck. I can get angry. Like these things that, I don't know, they didn't really align with the bipolar diagnosis. And what it led to was that you have untreated ADHD. And some of the ADHD can can lead to, you know, those symptoms and, and, and some of the challenge you face can lead to depression. And I battled with depression for, I, like when I was in depression, like I didn't really know because I was, I didn't, wasn't going to a therapist, but I knew I had problems and I was just drinking a lot, doing drugs to really overcome it. And the depression just was, just wrapped me all in. So I couldn't even know. I didn't even like, couldn't even think that I was depressed until I finally just came out one day, like I'm depressed. So she, she diagnosed me with, with ADHD I had been living with depression for a long time. I was severely depressed from like 2017 to, to 2020. Like it, it was, it was bad. Um, but in any case, so we decided, you know, we're going to treat ADHD and she felt like I was doing a lot of great things outside of, you know, what I was doing with, you know, my mental health and, and treating it with all these tools that I built with meditation, with running, with going to the gym, meditation. I might have just said that, but breath work um, and just a lot of self-reflection and trying to understand my past and influences that has had on me in my present and just trying to be more present. She felt like we can treat this ADHD with medication um, and some of the other challenges I was having was it, it was impacting, it's, it has for a long time impacted my work to the point where sometimes I can't even focus or, or get tasks done. So I felt as if, so I felt as if that medication was going to have to be part of the treatment. And one of the questions she asked me was, do you want to take stimulants for it? And the stimulants are Adderall, Ritalin, all, all these, those two things I've used as recreational drugs. I've snorted them. I, I, I remember in eighth grade, my friend used to uh, get prescribed them at school and he wouldn't take them. He would give them to me and I, and I would snort them. In eighth grade, I was snorting Adderall or Ritalin. I can't, I can't quite remember. If you think about that, my, my son is seven. When I was in eighth grade, I'm 12 or 13. Like five years from now, if that kid... Is doing that? No, no, that's not good. That's not good. So I think about it that way. I, I compare a lot of things to my my son's age, my oldest son. In any case, it was a big milestone in my sobriety because I had the opportunity to say, "Yes, I will take those stimulants," and I know what that's going to lead to. That's going to be lead to me abusing it. I don't even. I don't know snorting it. I don't know. I just don't trust myself with those things around me. So I decided to go a different path and take a non-stimulant prescription um, that helps raise dopamine. So one thing that a lot of ADHD uh, people challenge with is, you know, enough dopamine to um, help you focus 
and, you know, help with the symptoms that you have. Um, so I decided to go on, on that medication about a month and a half ago, and it has been serving and helping me quite a bit. Um, I, I'm able to focus more. I'm able to, you know, be able to get tasks done at work a lot quicker without distractions and it just helped my overall quality of life. And I was already on the right direction. It's not like I was completely suffering, but I just needed to get to that next level. Um, so being that I've, I've had untreated ADHD for almost my entire life, you know, this is a game changer. I, I was tested for it when I was a kid in about seventh or eighth grade when I was having a lot of problems in school with just behavior and grades. Um, but I was borderline, decided not to, um, you know, treat it with medication. So I've been untreated with it for a long time. I've been misdiagnosed by the mental health industry. And now that I've finally switched my therapist and psychiatrist, I finally feel safe uh, with the resources that I have. And they have really helped me a lot. And I think when you're getting, not I think, when you're getting treated for mental health and you're utilizing resources such as a therapist or psychiatrist, you need to trust them. You need to feel safe. And I didn't feel safe with my previous ones. The only reason I was going to them is because I knew nothing else. And I felt almost desperate or or useless because I had such a hard time even getting to them. And I still appreciate them. I thank them for their help. You know, maybe it was partly me not providing enough information, but I'm finally in a place where I'm secure. And if you and if you're out there getting help with mental health, like you have to trust your resources. And if you don't trust them, you have to find out a way to switch or move on to another therapist or psychiatrist. And that's not easy. Like you have to be referred by someone who who knows a therapist, who knows a psychiatrist that they've had a great experience with. And then they have to be able to be taking patients. You know, there's so much demand for mental health. There's not enough supply. The mental health industry is quite broken in my opinion. And I'm on medication, but it it's not... I'm not solely dependent on it to solve all my problems. It's not a one pill fix all, right? You have to do the hard shit outside of taking that pill to really make yourself better. And the hard shit isn't easy and it's never gonna be easy. Do you think I like waking up at 3.30 in the morning twice a week to go to the gym? I don't, but I know that if I wanna be better for not only myself, but my family, my friends, my coworkers, my team at work, everyone around me. If I want to make everyone else around me, I got to take care of my own shit because I can't make other people better without taking care of myself. And that's how the life I was trying to live back then when I was fucked up. Like I was trying to make everyone around me better, but I couldn't because I wasn't good. I was alcoholic. I was sad. I was depressed. You know, the shit was was not fun. Life wasn't fun. And I'm saying life should be fun all the time because it still isn't today. But you should be able to enjoy yourself on a daily basis. Try to make everyone else around you better. And some days you're going to lose. But I'm going back to it. You got to keep showing up. 
keep showing up. It's about consistency. Like you don't go to the gym five days a week for a month and then you're good, right? You got to go to the gym two to three times a week for the rest of your fucking life to be good. Your diet, it doesn't have to be good every single day, but consistently through the week, 80% good, 20% shit. It's consistency. It's going to work, doing the hard things, showing up, asking for additional tasks, asking for additional responsibilities, doing the stuff that's going to get you further in life. And for the longest time, I didn't live like that. And I struggled. I was sad. I was depressed. I felt bad for myself. But now that I'm over this hump, I'm done feeling bad for myself. I'm done trying to do the easy way out. I'm done being jealous of people who are successful. Like, I'm going for it. Because I sat back too long. I lived in my shell like a turtle trying to go the speed limit but going way too fucking slow. I'm done being the turtle. I'm being the bunny rabbit, right? (laughs) Being the bunny rabbit. What the fuck is that? Oh, man, that's funny. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. And I'm just glad that I got my treatment figured out. I'm glad I'm a safe space. And just know, like, if you've been misdiagnosed, are you are you questioning your diagnosis? Like, get a second opinion. Go talk to someone else. Go to a different therapist. Go to a different psychiatrist. Right? Question things. Be curious. Challenge them. And just know your diagnosis doesn't define you either. Like when I when I was diagnosed bipolar, I was like, man, I'm I'm fucked up. I'm weird. Like I'm I'm bipolar. You know, I learned about it more and more and was like, you know, a lot of people live with this and, you know, they're not weird. They're not, they're just, they just got some issues. We got, we got challenges, you know? And now that I have ADHD, it's just a diagnosis and we have ways to treat it, right? Now I don't have to suffer through some of these symptoms. I have been for such a long time, but I, I still have anxiety. I still have, you know, impulsivity. I still can't concentrate. Fact, I have a hard-ass time reading. I, if I'm reading a book, it takes me months, right? I'll read 10 pages, and I'll remember five of them. Like, I can't read and comprehend because I have no concentration or focus. I can't watch movies because I can't focus long enough. I can barely watch a half-hour show without stopping it and having to take about three different times to finish a half-an-hour show. So these are all some challenges I deal with daily and the ADHD untreated made those symptoms even worse. But now I feel like I'm on the right path. You know, the reading is always going to be a challenge to me. Um, And that's why I love podcasts because I love listening. I can comprehend much better and just feel so much more engaged. But all this is you. Like these diagnoses are just diagnosis, but you are you. And again, Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep showing up every day. And little changes will continue to compound and compound and get uncomfortable and get stung. Thank you all for listening. See you next time.